Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission at us customs and border protection. We go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join us customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. And welcome back to the Wolverine Live. I'm John Borton here with Tom Crawford. And uh, Tom, great to have you with us tonight. It's always fun to talk Michigan athletics. We're going to talk a lot of Michigan football and basketball tonight. But you all know Tom, East Lansing resident, Michigan grad, and the guy that brings the fire here. He, he gets a little worked up and we love it. Tom, welcome back. Well, it's great to be here. Well, I mean, there's something way more important than anything to do with Michigan athletics. In fact, that John Borton is now a grandpa. So I <laughs> want to say congratulations to you. Why don't you tell our listeners what's coming down in the Borton family? Well, I appreciate that. My uh, my son had a beautiful little girl here. Uh, oh, actually, his wife did. Uh, <laughs> it was a joint project. Uh, yes. Just a few days ago, but. Uh, uh, she is uh, she is healthy and uh, just a delight, and you know came out singing the victors. So hey, that, hey, that, that, that's that's job one, making sure that uh, amazing blue blood flows through that little one. Yeah, no doubt about it. But uh, it's it's great to be here with you. Great to be talking Michigan athletics tonight, and you know we've got some uh, some interesting topics 
we're going to start with this one. Uh, Joel Klatt, as you know, of, uh, of uh, Fox that uh, covers a lot of Michigan's games. He was, uh, he's come out with a top 10, I believe it is. And uh, Michigan, number two nationally on uh, Mr. Klatt's list. And uh, he's a guy that sees a lot of the Wolverines, like I, I mentioned. Your reaction, your initial reaction to uh, to Michigan being number two on his list? Well, it doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, Joel Klatt has always been kind of, you know, kind of bullish, given Michigan, uh, you know, the benefit of the doubt in preseason rank is even back in the Brady Hoke era. I mean, I remember at Big Ten, he was always at Big Ten media days. He really does his research. Uh, not just the Big Ten, but all all leagues, and he's he's a pretty smart guy. I, I've always appreciated his intel, and I think you know what it's it's kind of a no brainer that Michigan be number two. I mean, considering for all the reasons we've cited the last few weeks about how much depth on both sides of the ball, and you have your starting quarterback now. Georgia does not have their starting quarterback back, nor does a lot of teams in the hunt. Uh, obviously, Ohio State and, and and Bama has to break in a new one and. Penn State has a uh, a freshman quarterback who, I mean, freshman last year who got some, saw some actions, got some experience, and then USC with with Caleb Williams. So some do, some don't, but um, it didn't surprise me. And I like number two versus number one, quite honestly, John. A little less pressure, a little hanging in the weeds, a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and it's it's very reasonable. You've got Georgia who is. Uh, been on the top of the heap, and uh, you know they ought to be up there. I think uh, Michigan at two is a is a great spot, uh, and I think that um, it's well deserved for what they've done. And yes, there have been disappointments in uh, these playoff games, but uh, one of them was to the national champion in Georgia, and the other was say you know they got in a shootout and they didn't quite pull it out. So. And the other thing was about that is that uh, Ohio State, number three on Klatt's list, hung with Georgia for a long while in that national championship game, uh, giving you the, the thought that, well, Michigan this year probably could have done the same thing because why? Well, obviously, the Wolverines went into Columbus and, uh, and knocked off the Buckeyes. I understand the transitive property, and you can't go by that always, but <laughs> it just it, – it's still – uh, Michigan was a very competitive team last year, and I think they would have uh, had a shot to uh, to hang with Georgia. So uh, I I like number two uh, for Michigan. What also is attention grabbing there, however, is that uh, one, three, and five are all Big Ten teams. So it's not like uh, Michigan's alone in uh, in the high estimation of one Mr. Klatt. You've got uh, the Buckeyes who uh, at number three who are coming up to Ann Arbor this year. And uh, then you've got, of course, Penn State, who is getting a lot of hype and a lot of regard this year, uh, which, uh, you know, you've got Penn State is uh, that team that Michigan has to visit this year. Not only, um, you know, not not comfortably when all the leaves are changing around state college and when it's beautiful, but into November when it can get a little bit windy and uh, nippy out there, we're going to see what's going on. You know that uh, Penn state is going to be gearing up. They're going for the stripe out where you have 
white and blue uh, alternating in the stands. And uh, I think that's going to be a game to circle almost as much as Ohio State. So talk about these uh, these big three of the Big Ten and the Big Ten East, of course, which, you know, just seems to uh, lie in wait for uh, for each other and then gets a West team almost as a break in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in Penn State, doesn't surprise me. They, you know, they lost, you know, two games last year, Michigan and Ohio State. And, you know, they won the Rose Bowl. They won their bowl game. When you win a, a New Year's Six game, you, you get a lot of cred that rolls into the next year. And that was a good a good situation for a good momentum into the, into the next year. And you got the two incredible, you know, really solid running backs that, that Penn State has coming back and and then obviously in the quarterback I mean this this Nick Singleton is running back and and then is you know Katon Allen the other guy uh I think they were both freshmen last year uh both back uh to enter their sophomore seasons wow you have that and then you have and you know and and Drew Aller the quarterback uh, he was a five star and he got in at the you know at the back end of the year and um so you know you could really compare not not as much experience as JJ McCarthy has, but that backfield with the two running backs and and the quarterback, that's got the potency that Michigan has, and so I think that has um, a lot of reason that they're you know cited really highly as well as also returning players on both sides of the ball. Now they Penn State has to play at Ohio State, but they get to host Michigan, and when I look at that schedule, which I look at on occasion, right? Um, November 11th, wow. We know it's not going to be a, a night game, you know, right? Because Ohio State is hosting Michigan State that night on NBC. So I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be one, you know, that Fox uh, big game, that big noon kickoff thing that they've been promoting over the last couple of years. I think that's, and I like that 12 o'clock slot, but I'll tell you what, this Penn State team is going to be, a tough out there, you know, they're, they're kind of be hurting these last two games. Michigan has beat them. They beat them, obviously, two years ago in that late touchdown and then um, and then last year. Um, so um, look out. It's going to be – that's going to be a, a, a Donnie Brook, if you will. There's no doubt about it. And you anticipated my next question, which was be scheduled there. And uh, that November uh, 11th Saturday when Michigan is at Penn State, you already gave the particulars about Ohio State and uh, and Michigan State being the night game. And if you're Michigan, you hope, you hope that this is going to be Fox's big noon game. And the reason why, it's just it is easier to win in Happy Valley in the middle of the day than it is when uh, folks are all juiced up at night because <laughs> – you look at the last uh, you look the last four games out in Penn State. Yeah. Michigan has won the two day games. Yeah, and lost the two night games. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What's the three third? What if it's a CBS now? You know, people don't realize. You know, Big Ten's going CBS. They're taking over the SEC. There's a swap there. So a three thirty game. You kind of get a little hybrid in November. It's going to be dark on the back end. Oh, no doubt. It'll be night. Yeah. It'll be yeah. night before you finish that thing because. Yeah. Uh, it'll be getting dark earlier. It'll be yep. cold. The folks will do whatever they need to do to stay warm. And uh, all of us, you know, uh, that Michigan will play them as they come, no question. But if that's Fox Big 
10 noon, a big noon game. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Michigan's chances go up in that one. That's, a, that's something that a lot of, of Michigan fans will pay attention to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why that is. I mean, this, you know, maybe, you know, you talked about the inebriation of the, the fans and the, and the, and how loud it is. I've never been to a Michigan Penn state game at night. You have, I've been to oh, day yeah. game. And uh, so you tell me, uh, how much more significant is the noise level at night down Borden than it is in the daytime? I think part of it's the noise level. I think it it definitely is ramped up. There is just a different feeling when you're in that night environment. Tom, I know you felt it with, say, Notre Dame, Michigan at home and yeah. uh, just how ramped up everybody gets. And it's the same, certainly, in Happy Valley. I think it juices up. The, the players themselves, they've talked about it. They, they, the home players, uh, with that night atmosphere, with that crowd going, um, I, I get it that under Jim Harbaugh in recent years, Michigan has embraced those situations. I mean, they did jump around in, uh, in Wisconsin, but there's still, there is still a different feeling when you are the home team and it is night and it's that special environment. Uh, so, I think, again, Michigan better off if it's the big noon game. Uh, as you mentioned, you get a half and half if it's a, a 3.30 game, and uh, they have dodged the bullet already on the night game out there. But uh, let's let's take a look at uh, some of our other football topics. I, I, was, um, I was surprised as I was reading uh, about a conversation that took place between one – James Joseph Harbaugh and uh, a really good running back that he's going to have in the backfield this year. That would be Blake Corum. Yeah. And, uh, the fact of the matter was, obviously, Corum had a, a significant injury that kept him out of the Ohio State game for the most part. He got in a couple snaps and then, you know, was able to come back for the playoffs. But I just the fact that um, he was actually – advised by his head coach to not come back to Michigan. What he said was this coach Harbaugh. He said, get uh, said to get the surgery. And he told me to go to the league. I said, coach, what would you do? And he said, if I were you, I'd go to the league, but this is before I got the surgery. This was before I even thought about coming back because I was going to the league. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. But then in the back of my head, I was thinking, you're not going to be able to do that combine. You're not going to be yes. able to show the scouts what you can do on and on. And, you know, but uh, I, it it strikes me in two different ways. Uh, first of all, if it, just flat out Michigan fan, they're saying, coach, coach, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you, you advise the young man to stay here. <laughs> but But Jim Harbaugh is not put together like that. He said it would be better for you for your uh for your own self-interest to uh to head to the nfl and i think that can really when when guys that play in this program read that when recruits that i think that can have an effect i think that that can say to them you know here's a guy that uh is really looking out for my interest above mm-hmm. all else, even over what might be advantageous to his program at this point. 
Yeah, I could tell where you're going with this. And I, I agree totally with you, John. I mean, you want to, you want to, I mean, this is what makes Jim Harbaugh a player's coach because he's focused on what's best for the player. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I think that's, that's, I think you win. Uh, it's better for your program in the long run. If you, if you folk, if that's your, that, that's, you know, your centerpiece of philosophy as far as, you know, when it comes down to these decisions. I mean, I mean, Blake Corum rushed for what over 400 or 1400 yards, I think 1457 and 18 touchdowns. Okay. That's, right. that's, you know, that's NFL caliber stuff. The problem is when you're injured, you have a lot of ambiguity around you, right? How are you coming out of surgery and you can't go to the, you can't make the combine. So right. you can't get your credibility. You can't get the comfort zone uh, by these NFL teams that he's back to what he was. And, and so I, I, I think that's why he came back. I think it's a great decision. He's coming back. I'm certainly glad he's going to come back and you really don't know how he's going to come off that surgery. We, we, we really don't know. We'll see what happens in, in the fall, but, I I agree with you. I think what Jim Harbaugh did is, I mean, that's typical Jim Harbaugh. I think Jim Harbaugh thinks about his players um, more than anything else, and and that's the way it should be. And so it didn't it did not surprise me at all when I saw the headline in that article on the Wolverine.com that um, that he encouraged him to go. And I think this is going to work out. the The way it's working out is going to be terrific for both Michigan. I think it's good for Blake. Get that he can get his credit, but he can have a great season. Let's let's yeah. envision that. And uh, he could could win a national championship too. And two things about that about Blake Corum himself: if, if there's anybody who will do everything in his power to get back and be everything that he was, it is mm -hmm. Blake Corum. This is a guy yeah. that, <coughs> excuse me, has been has uh, has actually been uh, uh, had to be told to stand down at times uh, by the by the weight room people because yeah. to do so much and. You, do, you look at that and you know um, he's going to work with uh, – he has been working with the trainers and with the doctors and with uh, Ben Herbert, uh, the strength, yeah. strength and conditioning man, to to do everything possible to regain everything that uh, he lost or was set aside for a while after he tweaked that knee. And um, the other thing about it is Blake Corum is – you know, you, you I talk about Jim Harbaugh scoring some points with uh, players and future players in the way he conducts himself in this area. Uh, look at Blake Corum and how beloved he's going to be in oh. the house this fall. He said in that same article, the NFL's not going anywhere. So what's more, one more year I'm getting all the pros, my degree, my chance to win a national okay. championship, the chance of leaving a true legacy, chance of being a hero. I'm in the community here big time. So I get one more year with the community, charities, and giving back. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He, he's the full package, and he and he has been since he got here. Yeah, he's the ultimate leader, John. And I and I I love how his candor about the fact, you know, he's the first uh, person in his family to, to attend college, okay? So he's really close to his degree. He got his degree, okay? And he admitted right up front, you know, if I had gone er out early in the NFL, he still had some classwork to do. He finished that up. He, he just graduated a couple of weeks ago. Um, he got his college degree from the University of Michigan. That's 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 pretty awesome. And um, admitted, he probably wouldn't have he wouldn't have got finished up. And who knows when you're going to come back to get it, right? I mean, Jimmy King just walked to get his degree, you know, because his daughter 
the basketball player I'm talking, not switching over to basketball talk, but, but just it, it came to mind. He came, he finally got his degree from the University of Michigan, you know, what 30 years later, but he got it. So that's all it's important. But I think it's very cool that Blake did that. And then remember the video in the weight room, the Ben Herbert video, whoever took that thing, when when Blake has got all of his all his peeps around him, you know, encouraging him to see how many can get how many how many reps he can get at 225. I think he got 30, if not, or 29 or 30. And and just just the, the the whole excitement that that weight room had going on. That is a true leader on this team, and uh, and that's as important as as all those yards he gets as the leadership he brings. So it's all good for Blake Corum coming back in the fall. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And uh, he will get an exceptional uh, reception at the big house when the actual season rolls around because. People know what he means to this team. They know what he means to the community. He, they know what he means to Michigan's chances for getting it done again against Ohio State and in the bowl game uh, or <laughs> or the playoffs. That's that's really the goal right now. You talk to every one of these guys. Um, let's let's switch over from uh, talking running backs to talking quarterbacks for a minute uh, because we know who is going to be QB one, but who is QB two in the mind of Tom Crawford? You've got uh, a guy like Davis Warren, who was number two for the most part last year. And uh, he's come a long way since uh, illness in high school really reduced his uh, chances or reduced his uh, standing on the big stage. He wasn't recruited as highly as he might've been. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden you get uh, a guy like Alex Orgy in here who is what they call an athletic freak and certainly a very big guy that uh, could be uh, uh, a mobile quarterback, could give you the, the uh, short yardage and uh, down-by-the-goal-line uh, efforts that could put you over the top. And then you get Indiana transfer Jack Tuttle, who uh, – certainly has a number of years under his belt and comes in with uh, the kind of experience and savvy that could be quickly plugged into Michigan's offense. What do you think about these guys? And uh, who, who do you think emerges as number two for Michigan? You know, when I, when I hear, read a lot of um, analysts talk about, you know, projecting like Joe Clatt, you know, how, how can Michigan be number one? I mean, they, they look at quarterback depth as a weakness of Michigan. I think it's a strength, quite honestly. Mm. Um, when, when you deal with the three names that you mentioned, I mean, you know, it's they're all good uh, in my, my mind. I, I do think, you know, I, I know the spring game was not a good indication he turned the ball over. But I think Jake or Jack Tuttle to be the guy that doesn't turn the ball over. And that's what you want. You want in your backup. If you can get a Cade McNamara, if God forbid this happens where someone will have to steer the ship down the stretch um, if J.J. gets hurt. but. Um, the fact just manage, you know, I know it's an over cliche, but manage the team, you know, and move, move the chains. And, and Jack Tuttle is that guy with his experience that he's had at Indiana. I thought, I thought he showed a lot of command on the, in the spring game, even though there were some mistakes, but, um, and, and Davis Warren is, is, has looked good when he's had time. I know it's mop up time and he's, it's a heck of a story, overcoming mm. uh, that, you know, the illness and everything, but, but Alex Orgy is, is. Yeah, this is going back. It's not going way back. But you remember Antonio Bass out of Jackson? You bet. You remember him at Michigan? Uh, he was kind of a gadget quarterback. He came in, 
and they were going to move him a wide receiver, but he was kind of a situational quarterback, and he had just horrific, horrific knee injury that we know. Um, but Alex Orgy is that guy. Uh, different kind of athleticism, but just freak like you mentioned. And th- th- there probably could be some situational uh, opportunities for him, like in the red zone or in other situations where where they, they could use that skill set because he looks like a running back out there, but he's got a, he's got a heck of an arm. So I think quarterback is a position of strength beyond J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, well, I do too. And, you know, when you mentioned Jack Tuttle as uh, Tom Crawford's number two in the maize and blue, I, uh, I would say that you not only agree with my esteemed colleague, uh, one Mr. Chris Ballas, but you also – agree with a few folks behind the scenes around uh, spring ball for Michigan. Uh, but I, I am going to throw this in. I am not ruling out that number two could be Davis Warren because this guy shows a lot of stuff, a lot of moxie. And I think he is a, is a great story, which be, could become greater given the right set of circumstances, because I, I really think that, uh, there's a lot to this kid, and I'm uh, I'm anxious to see how this plays out, how uh, how Jim Harbaugh uh, operates with his various quarterbacks. And you mentioned Alex Orgy will have a role. There's no question about that because he's got the size, he's got the strength, he's got the running ability, he's got those things that could, uh, in certain situations at this point, I'm not saying he's he's not going to be a, a an all-around quarterback at some point, but I, I really think in this situation where you have an established number one and uh, some uh, some guys that have played uh, number two and uh, and possibly number three, that Alex Orgy still could have a uh, a significant role on this team. So um, that's a good good assessment of the quarterbacks. We'll see how that plays out. And uh, I appreciate your thoughts on that. Now, however, we need to take a moment, uh, a brief timeout uh, from our conversation with Tom Crawford on the Wolverine Live to, uh, to give a shout out to the sponsor of our Tuesday night recruiting show and a longtime partner of the Wolverine in Lewis Jewelers. Simple question, guys. Is your daughter's engagement ring bigger than that of your wife? If the answer is yes, Great news. Lewis Jewelers can help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned trusted uh, expert advisors, finding that perfect diamond. So stop by today, guys, and fix the family issue. Lewis Jewelers, your diamond store and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road, Ann Arbor, or online at lewisjewelers.com. That's L-E-W-I-S-J-E-W-E-L-E-R-S dot com. That's Lewis Jewelers, where Ann Arbor gets engaged. And now we're back to our conversation with Tom Crawford. We've been talking Michigan football, and uh, I like the conversation that we are about to have because it's talking about Michigan's position groups and how uh, one of the experts from on three, which the, where the Wolverine finds its home. You want to watch all our, uh, our, our information gathering, our analysis, our columns, our, our podcasts, uh, our Wolverine live. 
go to the Wolverine.com or the Wolverine rather on the on three network. But this assessment is, uh, is eye catching because they're talking about nationally position groups, offensive line for the Wolverines ranked number two in the nation defensive line and slash edge ranked number two in the nation. Uh, you start with those two that are right up there in line with Michigan's overall ranking by Mr. Klatt, and you see that uh, there is a lot of respect. Jim Harbaugh has built this football team and this football program around strength on both lines, and that is being recognized in a big way. Yeah, hey, it's the game. It's up front. It's in the trenches. And, and you know, when you talk about, we talk about all the the, the uh, personnel coming back and, and the transfers that are at, you know, that are also part of that, Darius Henderson, some other people. Um, it's the depth. It's it's like you, you can foreshadow, well, you know, God forbid somebody gets hurt, let someone can plug that guy in. And then when the defensive line, you can, you got that rotation ability. I think that's why they're both number two is depth is, as opposed to just the starting five, of the, which really probably is still being battled out, you know, as far as who's going to be in those slots. But they're all good. Once again, as I mentioned, they're recognizable names in that second tier, even in the third tier. The the threes got some has a lot of playing time. So I, I would that did not surprise me at all. In fact, when you look at Michigan, when we were talking about that competition at quarterback, I, th- I think besides the competition at quarterback and maybe that other corner opposite Will Johnson, I mean, what are all the other bat? What are all the uns- under other uncertainties that we're worried about? Not a lot, right? I mean, because everybody's coming back and it's it's pretty solid. And so it's uh, I'm not saying it's the call. You know, everybody's just chill right now. I Michigan's gonna have a great year, but there's not a lot of worry factors out. There. Understood. And you say you weren't so surprised about the offensive line and defensive line. I think a lot of people would agree with you there. But how about the number four group in the nation, Michigan's linebackers? Uh, that's uh, That'll get your uh, attention. Uh, you can see on the screen there, along with cornerbacks. But the linebackers, you think about that, the, uh, the you, you can see some of what was said. And they're talking about uh, with Michael Barrett. Mr. Sixth Man, uh, Six-Year Man, Junior Colson, Ernest Hausman, who a yeah. uh, guy from Nebraska told me one of their insiders was their best freshman last year and ended up being on the field as a linebacker. They're talking about potential for three all big linebackers with all big 10 potential. That was the yeah. uh, assessment from uh, from on three. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about Michael Barrett. Remember, it wasn't the Rutgers game. He flipped that game around. I mean, Michigan was struggling early on. He had, you know, he had, he had the pick six or he had, um, it, it, he had an amazing game. Um, and then and Junior Colson, I mean, these guys have played a lot of, of football. And then Ernest Hausman, I mean, we we talked about that a number of times. I know it's, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> can he transfer that that ability over to Michigan from another program? He always that uncertainty and the chemistry involved. but. Man, that is a position of strength, and I, I, I think it's maybe not going to be their strongest position, but it's going to be much more certain than last year when there was some skepticism about um, that situation and the lack of depth and, uh, you know, at injury, uh, Hill Green. And so uh, now he's, off, you know, he's on to other things, and so it's it's going to be a, 
a different look, but I'm excited about it. John. Number four uh, for the cornerback surprises me a little. <laughs> you know you're in terrific shape with Will Johnson, but uh, that other side has got yeah. some stars for now. He's got some talented uh, competition for sure, but uh, that one that one strikes me as maybe a little bit high. Oh, you think? Yeah, I, I same reaction here. I mean, I'm that's the position that I'm concerned with. I, you know, it's a lot of potential, um, but it's just it's such an important position. Uh, and all you know, besides coverage and run support, and so I, you know, that one took me back. And uh, but I, you know, well, you 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 got Charles Woodson in the making over there, 2.0 on the other side, wearing number two, by the way, and Will Johnson. So. He, he's going to be one of those guys that just, you know, can cover one side of the field by himself, what Charles Woodson did back in 1997. Yep, no question about it. We'll move on. Number two in the nation, Michigan's safeties. And I I, uh, I am in agreement there. I think that uh, Michigan's safeties are going to be the real uh, heart really? of that defensive backfield, even though Will Johnson might be the number one star. I think they're very, very good. And Tom Crawford, uh, the Michigan fans' favorite trivia question surrounds one Makari Page. And do you know what that might happen to be? A trivia question. Uh, no, trivia I question. Here it is. Who's Who caught C.J. Stroud's final pass in – Columbia. Oh yes, and then one Macari Page on a tip pass. And uh, forgot about that. Yeah, that that was huge. That was big. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it was. Uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, what one or two plays later, Donovan goes the distance again. Um, that was, you know, that that took that uh, 15 point lead to a 23 point lead. Whatever, whatever the numbers played out, that was big. And um, you know, Rod Moore, I see his name up there. Well, I think you asked me a couple weeks ago uh, about that that defensive side of the ball, who is going to be the MVP, and I think I threw Rod Moore's name in there, and I'm, I'm doubling down on that. I mean, think about how good he's played at Michigan. Uh, this is his third year, and I I think he's going to have an All-American year. I think that that dude, number 19, is a dude's a player. Coach on the field, too. They, yeah. they talk about him and his savvy, and uh, he is exactly that And uh, with all that talent. So, uh, by the way, sit on that trivia question for uh, a few years and then hit up your, uh, your favorite diehard Buckeye fan, uh, C.J. Stroud, who caught his last pass. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll be a fun one for him. All right, yeah. before we've got – uh, a category that's uh, not rated, and one of these is a surprise to me: quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. Uh, I, I, I'm wondering about Michigan's quarterbacks not being among uh, the uh, the rated national groups just on the strength of JJ McCarthy uh, behind center as the starter alone. Yeah, and how how is tight ends not rated? I mean, Michigan's got some 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 depth there. Um, yeah, the, the quarterback for the thing I, that I talked about that um, it surprised me. I because I I just, I'm in contrast with that. I think this depth and probably too close a situation, um, and probably you know have maize and blue colored goggles on when I evaluate things too much. But 
I do think that uh, the quarterback's fine, but the wide receiver thing is still that that still is 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 uh, I, you know, Roman Wilson's going to have a great year. He 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 was tremendous. I thought last year he's a he's our best threat, but I still want that Keon Coleman 50, 50, 50 ball receiver that they don't have, you know, and, and they haven't had. And I want that guy that um, the Mario Manningham who can make big plays um, at, at, in, in various routes, the whole passing tree, big plays, not just spades, you know, uh, you know, but the, the crossing, you know, kind of a, a dig route, that kind of the, the, the touchdown pass against Penn State in overtime in 2005. Uh, the post corner or the the fade in, uh, in in 2007 down at Spartan Stadium, that big catch where he can go high ball everything. Mm. Is Darius Clemens going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy? And I don't know who's going to be that guy. And that's until that guy's there, especially when you contrast it uh, to a you know a Ohio State situation, which is not fair to con- compare that you know any team to that. That's NFL caliber. They got that wide receiver thing down with science on Ohio State. That's just a that's wide wide out. You is Ohio State. Yep. Now with all that talent, they need to uh, try and score thirty points against Michigan, which they have not done the past two years. A credit to Michigan's defense. And by yeah. the way, when you were listing those uh, wide receivers, you were talking about. Uh, it's always fun to look back at the. Uh, a Spartan heartbreaking performance by one Braylon Edwards back in 2000. Yes. Yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Another, that's another example. And they haven't, you know, Greg McMurtry. I mean, Anthony, you can go back. I mean, they just haven't had that guy. I mean, they've had good receivers, but they haven't had that guy that like, wow. Uh, it makes an emergence in the NFL and that kind of guy. And maybe CJ is going to be, maybe Cornelius Johnson is going to have, that breakout year. He's, he's been a good player. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's done some really good things, including the Ohio state game, uh, obviously, but last year in Columbus, but um, going to have somebody, someone's got to step up beyond our expectations. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, we will see uh, which of these guys rise up. We've talked about the, uh, the freshman from last year and, how uh, how the potential they have for uh, for getting in there and doing it. Somebody has to start to rise up now. Uh, we're right down to uh, the two-minute drill here, and we're not going to get much a chance to talk basketball, but I did want to mention one thing that really caught my attention. You had Jalen Llewellyn, uh, who we know lost last season altogether because of a knee injury early. Um, and he went on the, uh, defend the block podcast recently with our friend, uh, Brian Bush, who is the, uh, your play by play guy for right. me. And, uh, and this is, this is some of what, uh, Llewellyn said. He says, I think I'm definitely on my way to getting back out there and understand Llewellyn for those that don't know, did get a waiver for another year. Yes participate with Michigan. He says, I started getting, uh, just getting back on the court the past couple of weeks, doing stuff, more and more athletic things and just leg raises and stuff. I've been doing the couple past months, past surgery. Uh, it feels good to be moving more. It's not that fast yet, but I'll get there. Your thoughts on how that might play out, what he might be able to give Michigan this year. And certainly Doug McDaniel has taken, uh, uh, that, point guard spot that Llewellyn was supposed to man 
last year and uh, how how might they uh, work together? I I don't know. I I, I that's a great <laughs> that's a great question because I really didn't see them work together last year. And Jalen Llewellyn, um, let's be real. Last year he didn't like wow the world out there for the Michigan basketball program before he got hurt. And this is a this is a great kid. You know, I enjoy. I had a nice chat with him at at Media Day of his. You know, this guy's a Princeton graduate. Okay, right. So you know, he's he's high cotton in my mind. But the problem, I, I, I you know, come off this injury, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table. I thought Doug, I thought Doug McDaniel had um, uh, a a good thing going in the latter part of the year. I thought he did. He held himself uh, very well last year. But how's that going to play out this year? And then, and then what was it? The, this Pat, the kid, the, the what, what, R.J. Dennis, the the, uh, the Toledo guy, they bring him in for a mm-hmm. visit. Was it last week, John? I'm not. Uh, I'm, my memory is a little foggy right now. So, right. I mean, are they going to offer him? I mean, this whole thing, this whole basketball thing, of 13 scholarships, 13 seats on the plane, if you will. There's 11 of them that are accounted for. There's still two to go. Um, once again, when we have a podcast in about three weeks. Then we'll be able to talk about this basketball team. Yeah. It's still, it's still moving parts. I can't really get a, a handle on what this next year is going to bring. Yep. Well, we're going to talk about all the movements all the time on the Wolverine Live with Tom Crawford. Appreciate you joining us as always. And uh, great job. Uh, I, I uh, look forward each week to uh, talking Michigan football, basketball, occasionally hockey, depending on. Uh, which other team is rising up uh, in the top of the NCAA rankings? But uh, I tell you what, it's always uh, it's always fun, and it's coming fast. Uh, coming the uh, first of September might seem like a long way away, but you're gonna snap your fingers and it'll be here, my friend. Well, yeah, but before we go, I gotta I gotta throw one little nugget, you know, about the whole program itself. Michigan has 13 Big Ten championships now. That's tied for last. I'm talking about all sports. That's tied for last year's high water mark. And I think that's you know, with men's lacrosse. I mean, they've only been around for 10 years. We gotta throw a little carrot out to them for what they've accomplished with the freshman goaltender and and uh, that you know, baseball's made the. Uh, the tournament, you know, softball, first time not in the tournament since 1994, but they will bounce back. The transition, obviously, a legendary mm-hmm. coach. But I just think a shout-out to, to Michigan athletics, John. I know a lot of people, is, I mean, we're all in this Michigan football and basketball focus, but it feels good that they're, Michigan's good in everything, everything they're good at. And uh, they're in the top five for all sports, and that's not even counting the spring sports. And so who knows, they might end up number one. So uh, just wanted to, to tip my hat to the whole, whole athletic program. Ward Manuel deserves some credit for that as well. There's no question about it. Tom Crawford, uh, always there with the hard-hitting commentary and all-around <laughs> athletic news. Uh, thanks, Tom. We'll do it again next week. All right, Grandpa. Have a good one. Enjoy, Enjoy your new edition. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. 
That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.